You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. What's up, Mr. Chips? Trying to get some less substance. Sustenance before we get chatting. Oh, I hear you. I'm trying to wrap the bag up right now. <laughs> All right, put the clip on. Right. <laughs> Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal Sanders. I'm your good buddy Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 82, the Chips and Dip edition. No dip, unfortunately. Oh, no. What's your dip of choice? What do you like? Like a little French onion, like a little queso? Where do you go? I uh, I buy avocados and make guacamole. Ah, si, senor. I'm not, I'm not too adventurous, though, because I just get those little packets of seasoning. I'm not going through the whole process. Okay. You know, All right. that's what I had, and I wolfed the rest of that down. I have two more guaca- uh, two more avocados, but I didn't feel like making it tonight because I knew I'd probably eat it all. You know, it's not supposed to be enough for one person to just eat like in a sitting, but I do. <laughs> right. Well, when you <laughs> cut the avocado, um, that by definition, you have to finish the avocado. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I make. Uh, the other night, I got it in my mind to make tacos because I had a a pound of ground turkey that I had taken out over the like on Sunday because I was like, oh, maybe I'll make um, or on Saturday or something. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll make burger turkey burgers or something because I was like, I got to make something. But then it stormed real badly this weekend, and I was like, you know, I I wasn't gonna do the grill while the weather was all crappy, you know? Right. So I was like, Monday, I was like, I'll make tacos out of it. So I went on a Mexican binge, you know, and I had the avocados anyway. But I made the guacamole Monday night, and I ate just a little bit of it. But then Tuesday, I wasn't around, you know. And then last night, I had a bunch of it, and I, and I just sat there and ate the whole damn thing, you know. <laughs> and still ate more tacos because I had leftovers, you know. The head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, back to uh, back to the the chips and dip real quick. Um, you know, there's certain families have have things. You know, yes, w- what their thing is. Like the Reardons are um, are famous for steak tips. Okay, they introduced me to steak tips. Like that's a very Boston thing. Very Boston thing. thing. Like if they have no other option, they're just like, I don't know, throw some steak tips on the grill. I had never even heard of the steak tip before I went to Boston. Me either. Me either. And to them, they have steak tips at the ready like my grandmother had tissues on end tables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always marinating or whatever. Yeah, yeah, just ready to go. Yep. Um, You you had mentioned one time that your mom had something that that was like you didn't eat anywhere else because – well, like red beans and rice. You red beans and rice. Eat other places, yeah. I mean, that's, exactly. You know, probably pretty common down there. That's like a lot of families' things, probably. But yeah, still. I mean, I've had it at restaurants, but it is one of those things because it's a, it's such a traditional type of dish. 
you know? Right, right. Because yeah, it goes back to the day, used, Monday, if you go to restaurants here, Monday is usually, usually any New Orleans restaurant's going to have red beans and rice on a Monday. Yeah. Because back in the day, you know, that used to be laundry day. Okay. And the beans, you got to soak them for a while to soften up. Then you could cook them for a long time. So it was the type of thing back, you know, gone back generations. Okay. Where it'd be the type of thing that takes all day to cook, the same amount of time it takes to be doing all the laundry and all that shit. Perfect. Makes sense. Yeah. For some reason, my sister loves queso. That's her That's her go, go-to. Okay. Queso's good. And, well, th- it was something I wasn't familiar with, but she seems to think it's a it's a fa- it's a DeSantis family staple. So, <laughs> but so you're like not I, familiar with. It. But I'm not familiar with it, and I, I don't even know if my mom is. It, although my mom keeps a jar in the house, I don't know if that's because of my sister or my sister's connection to queso is because of that, but. Um, we were out one night or, or she happened to be home and I was running out, you know, kind of a late night run to, to the convenience store or whatever. And I was like, anybody need anything? And she was like, yeah, chips and queso. And I was like, what? And she's like, queso. I'm like, what's queso? And she's like, what are you talking about? It's our thing. And I'm like, "What, what do you mean? It's our thing. She's like, our family. It's our it's it's our thing. Queso is our thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe she has another family. I don't. Yeah. I don't know where this comes like, from. Like those guys who carry two families. Your right. Exactly. a member <laughs> of two families. Right. Yeah. She just happens a, to be a participant in two different families. <laughs> She's getting her double life mixed up. Right, right. She's doing it backwards. Yeah, I'm the daughter of two different men. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a chance. There's eight years difference between she and I. Um, and I left for college when she was like 10. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a, a chance that our family evolved into a queso eating family while I was gone. You know? Because there was a point where... Well, probably even after S. Josh, because Josh is my age, right? Yes. And maybe once it got to the point where it was just your sister. Yes. And your parents. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it was like, here, eat some queso. Just became easy, too. Right. (laughs) Right. They're like, maybe if we we give her the queso, she'll stay off the weed. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let her smoke the weed first, then get the queso. <laughs> right, that's where that's where their strategy went uh, went haywire. They couldn't uh, they couldn't sequence it correctly. But um, yeah. yeah, so that's uh, I guess that's the that's the thing. Queso and uh, and chips are DeSantis family tradition. <laughs> nice case. <laughs> um, well, what kind of chips did you have? Are you just a regular potato chip guy? No, I mean I get I get tortilla chips. Okay. For guacamole, you know. No, no. What were you eating today? You said you had. That was the, that was the tortilla chips. Oh, okay. You know uh, left, that's leftover. And even that's kind of piggy because, like last night I sat there, I was like, man, I probably shouldn't eat this many chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, man. Mexican meal is a compounding situation. Yeah, I still have. I'm gonna eat the rest of the tacos tonight because I still got enough. You know, when you have a pound of meat, that that makes. Three meals of four hearty tacos a piece. 
Right. You know, I mean, when you live alone, you know, you got you got to commit to wanting to eat what you're making when you gotta when you live by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> tacos are tacos are tricky because. Off the top of my head, if you were to ask me, what is a sitting, what's a single serving of tacos in one sitting? Yeah. Off the top of my head, first number that jumps out is 10. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the problem there. I I moderate, I bought a 12-pack of taco shells. Okay. You know, so I I made four tacos each night. And I also cooked up some, you know... Bought a can of refried beans and tossed that together. But I ate the beans in two sittings, you know. So yeah. But uh, right. tonight, tonight I just have tacos. But I do have like a little salad I made, you know, because I need something else. I was like, I can't just eat tacos. Only four tacos. I'm gonna want more stuff to eat, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know it. That's I. I was gonna interject with. Uh, I'm also. Not that tacos are necessarily healthy food, but anytime you make something for yourself yeah. and eat it in moderation, it's it's much better because your other options are pizza burgers, you yeah. know, Taco Bell. That's just – you're better off doing it for yourself if you can keep it in moderation. And I was going to say I've been also eating you know, a little healthier. But I mean I'm not really eating healthier. I'm just – I'm cooking for myself and I'm cooking correct portions and whatnot. Yeah. And – but I don't know. I'm perpetually entering that mode. You know what I yeah. mean? You know, for for 30 years, I've been okay. Now this is it. You know, I'm I'm, I'm I can look at the benchmarks. Like I remember as a little kid, like way too little, um, like going on the like the American Heart Association diet as a 10 year old or whatever. Doing the, doing the, um, what's it called? The Dick Gregory Bohemian <laughs> Dick Gregory diet as a as a fourteen year old, you know, and then pick pick the life affirming, life changing, you know. I don't want to say it was a fad because all of them are based in solid principle. It wasn't like I was doing slim fast as an eight year old. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> um. But I look back at those benchmarks, and at any single one of those times, I'll be like, fuck, man, I'd, I would pay to look like that again. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh. one, one period that I wouldn't – was probably pretty close <clears throat> to where I am now. It was my junior year, like sophomore, junior year. Um, of college? Of college. Okay. Where I was super heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's what it's college. You know, you're drinking, you're eating, you're not working out, whatever. And um, I had gone on a diet, uh, a fad diet, but a yeah. diet um, over Christmas break. So I was home for. I mean, what did we we had? routinely at least three weeks right yeah it was almost a month yeah yeah so while i was home i did the cabbage soup diet yeah 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 which like just drops you know just drops water weight and you know like whatever it's not super healthy but you can lose a a, a ton of weight um so i probably dropped 30 pounds okay over that month that's how heavy i was that i could get rid of 30 pounds yeah 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 and then from that point 
was probably how you remember me. Okay. In college. That's probably, you know, second half of junior year. Yeah. On was when I started to meet you guys and, and you know, and you weren't work at Fagan's and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't obese. Yeah. Was definitely overweight. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm, I'm kind of um, recommitted. I'm running again. Well, that's so good. I gotta get uh, I gotta get ready for the uh, for the rockin' rockin' marathon. Is that this weekend? No, no, no. That's your uh, that's the one uh, I'm coming down for. Because they're having a rock and roll marathon here this weekend. Oh, really? So maybe yeah. it's not the rock and roll. Let's, let me see what the. Unless I mean, I don't know. I thought you were saying that because I thought I was like maybe they do. One every weekend, every <laughs> multiple marathons around the country on select weekends. Oh, you know what? Maybe they're having the rock and roll marathon, and the one I'm coming down for is a half marathon. Maybe. I mean, no, no. I thought this weekend was both, but I don't know. I have no clue. Here we go. Uh, February 28th, the Humana Rock and Roll New okay. Orleans Marathon. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe they just have one in the fall, one in the spring. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I serious swag. There's serious swag at this one. Serious um, swag? Yeah. Um, I just know a bunch of people are in town for some type of marathon this weekend. Let's see. The Rock and Roll New Orleans? Rockandroll.com? No, that's the same one. I thought Louisiana. they said Rock and Roll on TV, but maybe they didn't. Let's see. Uh, What's what? It's Halloween, so. Um, Halloween. The now. Jazz Half Marathon, Rock and uh, Roll okay. Jazz. Jazz Half Marathon, fun. Okay, okay. I don't know, man. It used to be like once a year you would have like a marathon. You right, know? right, and right, right. Have, and then there was the 10K or whatever the Crescent City Classic. Now there's like. A different fucking race every other weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this... I know somebody who literally runs like in a 5K or whatever it is every damn weekend. I'm like, every yeah. weekend it's some cause. Oh, this week it's breast cancer awareness run. Oh, now it's uh, the children of friggin' dead soldiers. Oh, the wounded <laughs> warrior run. It's it's always something. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm being completely honest, man. Like I know this girl, you know, every weekend she's in a different 5K, and it's and she's not traveling to go to these things. Yeah, well, 5Ks are are one. I think um, if you're an avid runner, I think they're they're pretty popular because it well, doesn't take short. a ton to train for them. Yes. You could run 10 miles a week, and and but they being... used to not have them all the time. No, Those you're right. Used to be what they would have. Like, I remember, like, for my school fair, there would be a fun run before, you know? Right. Or whatever. But now, and those were where you had to go for the 5Ks. Were, like, schools and stuff that would have, like, these fun runs and stuff like that. Right. You know, now it's like every cause has a has a uh, 5K. You know, I could probably go in this girl's Facebook and start looking at all the... 5k she's been in for the past month basically <laughs> yeah i wonder how much how many she runs in a year i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess 20 yeah well thing is she wasn't you know i don't know when she really started doing all this stuff you know well yeah that's like the one 
I know she definitely did the one because about five or six years ago, the Saints started one to kick off the season. A a Saints 5K, you know, and it ends in the Superdome. I think they do it like the weekend before the season starts. You know, there's all these there, – there literally is like a different run every weekend. Yeah. You know? And if you're if you're a 5K runner or you know an avid short distance runner, you are going to be running on the weekend anyway. Yeah. Usually like three or five miles, so you might as well get a free T-shirt out of the deal. <laughs> I guess there's only so many T-shirts you can use, though. Well, which is a huge paradox for me because um, have we ever talked about my feelings about swag T-shirts? What about them? I hate them. <laughs> I can't stand promotional t-shirts. Now, if it's something that I earned, I'm a little more apt to accept it. But if I'm at like, you know, a game and the and the chick is walking around with the gun and she's shooting the promotional t-shirts into the crowd, I will not make a bid for one of those. Yeah. Forget credit card company at the student center oh i i used to be a schmuck for those when i was 18 but no more right you know just be a free t-shirt yeah <laughs> like, oh i get a credit card six thousand dollars later yeah expensive t-shirt scam artist be like well i don't have any income they'd be like whatever the tuition for school is that's your income <laughs> I remember them telling me that shit. Those people hustling the credit cards. Right. And say, like, oh, okay, I make 30 grand a year. <laughs> <laughs> Look how ridiculous is that, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like I shouldn't, no one should have been giving us any credit cards. No, it's a predatory lenders, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Unbelievable. Yeah, I had to I, clean up the whole mess with that shit after I graduated with American Express. <laughs> I had to go to Curacao to pay off the credit card that I got in college. Yeah, I mean, it's like I was, you know, we were like the profiles of the people that shouldn't have them, you know? It's like. We're at an expensive private school trying to keep up with people who are <laughs> who have more than enough money to live the lifestyle. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the only way we can keep up is by ruining our credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. What's crazy enough is being so old that as an adult you fucking ran your credit cards up the ass and got in trouble with credit cards. Yet it's still been so long that that shit's cleared from your record and wouldn't affect your credit anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're right. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm that old that that credit card that went in the collection friggin' 15 years ago, <laughs> it's right. already gone from my record. It's same been with, gone for a long time. <laughs> same with criminal activity. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's how old we are. Yeah, so uh, she was at a run this weekend. Which was obviously breast cancer related because they're all wearing T-shirts that say something like uh, "Mind the boobies." Okay, all right. You know, <laughs> do they? Had she run in the fuck fuck cancer five k yet? <laughs> Why well, they have that up there, huh? No, that's my chair. That's my. Um, 
That's remember we had a whole big discussion. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Cancer. That's what I remember you talking about that. Yeah, that yeah, was your no, idea, no. huh? That was my idea, yeah. We they haven't started a five K for it yet. But yeah. it can't be far. Yep. I don't know. I just know that she's at friggin' different damn um five Ks every week. And she only just started working out like religiously in the past couple of years. But I don't know. She's one of one of those people that wants to have something to do all the time, you know? Yeah. So the, there's um, always a party after a 5K, you know. Um, well, especially down there because there, even though the, you're really kind of um, boxed out of running in the summertime. Yeah. You, you've got eight other months that are pretty decent running weather, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you can... Have a run and then have a party and everything's you know festive down there, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, good for her. All right. Well, that we can move past that. Yeah. Um, what else you got going on, man? How you been? Uh, all right. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm on the spot now. Um, <laughs> it's just how you been. <laughs> <laughs> how about I'll start. How about I'll start? Sure. I've been well. I've been well. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so it's been up. Well, I um, made a big purchase this week. I, um, I don't want to say it was a. It was not a. Um, what's it called when you when you do something um, on the Impulsive? spur of the moment? It was not an impulse buy, but yes. I certainly didn't plan well enough for it financially or strategically but it all worked out in the end what did you buy a new couch oh yeah couches are expensive yeah so what i did when i moved back in uh into um my house i moved my bedroom to the third floor yes that just made the most sense because then um third floor aka the attic the attic, but it's finished and yeah. it's big and it has dormers and like it's movable, workable, livable space. Well, you have more plans for it, right? Yeah, eventually I'd like to put a bathroom up there. But like um, knocking out. Yep. Pop the ceilings out, pop yeah. the roof out. And it just kind of gives me some separation that if at any point uh, Roscoe moves out. I'm going to have to rent a room to somebody and I don't want it to be the room that shares my wall, you know, and it just, it makes just a lot of sense. So, um, plus the dogs can be up there and be out of the way, but that left the master bedroom, which is a pretty sizable room. Now, originally I was going to make a home office in the smallest bedroom. Yeah. But it just was too small. Which one's you know. the master bedroom? That's the one oh, I was in? Yep, the one you were yeah. in. Yeah. So I ended up, um, this is good, you have a point of reference. I ended up building uh, like um, almost like a built-in desk unit across the front of the room. Oh, since I left you've done this? Since, since you left, yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, I pieced it together. It's not handcrafted. I took a bunch of different shelves, and hmm. I had a corner desk, and hmm. put it all I don't together. Know how I feel about this? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's there. I have a desk in the corner, in the front, 
left-hand corner. Not a handcraft desk. (laughs) (laughs) Then I've got a little three-part shelf next to me, to my right. To my left is is like a six-foot-high Oh, trains running through uh, (laughs) through Raspberry Park. (laughs) And that's a block away on the opposite end of the house. They don't fuck around here. Yep. Um, So I got a little print area, then I've got another half shelf, and then there's another desk, which uh, is Roscoe's desk. And then I've got shelves on the other end. So that kind of takes up half of the room. And then on the other wall, the back wall, where the door is, if you walk in the door to the left is the biggest wall in the room, there's a couch there now. All in the master room. Master all in the ma- yeah, all in the master bedroom. So I'm gonna hang the TV on the wall, so that that eliminates any, um, you know, hotcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any unnecessary TV. furniture. Yeah, and then get a chair and add a chair um, to that back wall. Like an easy chair is. or something. Like an easy chair. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And have a little office lounge. Um, what about your uh, other roommate? Is she still there? Um, she hasn't been here in a while. She checks in occasionally. Um, but Labor Day was her first and only appearance. Oh, okay. So uh, there's a couple theories behind that. The public theory. Yes. The one that makes the most sense. The one I'm willing to share. Yes. Is that she's investing in a summer place on a payment plan. <laughs> Which makes a lot of sense because that does make a lot of sense. If you and she's a huge, um, she's a huge. I don't know if you call him a beach bunny, but she loves the beach. Beach bum. Beach bum. Yes. And she's a go to the beach by herself kind of chick, and like no people no hang out at the issue. beach are beach bums. Women that like to go skiing a lot are snow bunnies. Snow bunnies, right? <laughs> right, right. So but she is you a to, snow bunny too, right? Oh, she is a snow bunny too. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. Right. She's a sand and surf kind of gal. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised she's. Oh yeah, I forgot. Poconos wouldn't be up to her standard. Um, <laughs> no, but that's the best, uh, most. Um, that's the the most convenient place to get at least. Decent skiing. Yeah, well, I was going to say I was surprised you didn't work out a deal to rent a room of your parents' place in the Poconos to cover her winter bases. Well, I offered her that. I offered her that. Didn't she, like, turn her nose up at the idea of skiing in the Poconos? No, 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 no. Of of needing to coordinate um, a party of renters... In order to foot her bill, so the oh. deal the deal that I made was, hey, listen, why don't you make a bunch of friends? Yeah, why don't get you to go and make a bunch of friends. <laughs> get together and tell them you have a place in the Poconos and charge them however much, and you stay for free. Just make then... sure one of your introductory questions when you're making new friends is, do you like to ski? <laughs> You don't want to waste your time putting all this time in. <laughs> then, like, oh, three months down the line, none of these people like skiing. <laughs> <laughs> you make a bunch of friends for nothing. Right, that's great. 
great. So um, I thought, see, I thought she had like an idea because she she lived in Colorado, you know, like like oh the Poconos, you know. No, 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 no. She was into the Poconos. She was into the Poconos because okay. listen, to be honest, like when you live out in Colorado and you leave Colorado, probably the closest thing is Vermont. Yeah, that's why I, I figured she would have been like, "Well, I gotta go to Vermont." You know? But I mean, she's a Jersey girl, so she knows the that that's just impractical. so she grew up on Pocono skin. Correct, correct. Right. But she she took offense to the idea of you suggesting she goes and gets eleven skiing buddies. Yeah, yes, yes. Because <laughs> I think it was she took she took it as an affront that she couldn't af- that I was insinuating she couldn't afford it on her own. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, but if I was a skier and I had to have a chance to have a free place just by recruiting a bunch of other ski, that would be like, hey, listen, do you got a bunch of friends who like to watch football? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I'll give you a free place with satellite TV and then the direct TV ticket package. If you can get 10 guys together to rent this house, your room is free. Yeah, but even if not, why would you want to spend that amount of money? Even if you could, why would you want to spend that money alone? You know, just to just to go skiing. You know, true, absolutely, yeah. So, uh, in all fairness, this was over a bunch of cocktails, so maybe yeah. nobody was thinking correctly or um, interpretations of yeah. Of but intent. who knows? She might be working on getting that that gang of skiers together right now. Maybe. Maybe. But if she were to come just for the summer, if she would try to find a rental for the summer down here, like Hamptons, I want to say, is, I don't know, 20000 bucks. Oh, you wanted- you're talking about the Hamptons on in New York? Yeah. yeah for yeah, a yeah. house? Wait, for like a house? Um, What's 20000 I mean, we're talking about just like a little bungalow or something. All the subscribers tell me this is the favorite part of the podcast. Hello. Hey, sorry about that. I had, uh, I don't know, some microphone difficulty real quick. Okay. I thought you were going to research and just went silent. No, no I did. Uh, I started making, I started passing commentary. I, um, <laughs> I did, I did go People to read. People love that they're telling me we love, we love when y'all go quiet for like a minute while y'all Google <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, and this sucks because this is what delays the, the publication of the podcast is when we have these little technical hiccups because I got to go yeah. in and do so much editing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But let me see here. Um, a Hampton share. Oh, just a share. Guide to summer shares. I have no interest in ever going to the Hamptons. Yeah, I w- I'll tell you that. Much. I went once, and uh, it was miserable. I had. I would just feel like no matter how much money I had, I would never feel like I had enough. Yeah. Hey, you're a little, uh, you're a little muffly. 
Are you hiding your microphone somewhere in your? No, I just got. I have it the same way I had it. Let me see. Does this sound better? You do sound better now. All right. Yeah, the microphone was up around the T-shirt, around my chest. All right. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I would never seem like I had enough money in the Hamptons. I just wouldn't feel at home. And it's a it's a huge business, like. Like I'm looking at this house here. In April, they're ha- they're throwing happy hours to try to find prospective people. Yeah, but some reason twenty thousand dollars sticks out in my head. But I don't know. I mean, it doesn't sound unreasonable. Hampton Summer Rental Indicator. Hamptons rental this summer. Uh, the median asking price for a Hamptons rental this summer is $45,000. That, that's for the house. Higher end properties are 100000 Damn, that's ridiculous. So you get, uh, you know, you get 10 people together in a, in a medium-sized house. It's, it's 4500 bucks plus whatever. Yeah. Um, so if you were to do that... If you were to try to get a house down here for the summer, I'm gonna say you need you're gonna pay about ten thousand for the summer. In Asbury Park, yeah, or general area or Jersey Shore, in Jersey Shore, my area, towns a little north and a little south of me. Yeah, okay. So you spend a little bit every month, whether you're here or not. You're you're essentially putting yourself on a payment plan for a, a summer rental. I'm assuming yeah. that's what the plan is, and it's a good plan if, it, if 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 that's what she's doing, you know. Yeah, but who knows? Who knows? So twenty five. I mean, I hope that's what she's doing because that bedroom was kind of depressing. Uh that back one. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's when. That's no place no one wants anyone wants to make home, you know? <laughs> Unless you're like Eli or something, you know? <laughs> From Syracuse. <laughs> the degenerate drunk. You know, I used to sleep outside the upstairs and like outside John Dellis's office. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, speaking of which, so um I don't know if you've gotten any feedback from um from our Syracuse podcast and our conversation about jd and our you know no um and our in our meeting with him but um i didn't either <laughs> okay i thought you were gonna be but people have told me uh, but i did listen to it again um as i'm apt to do to um for quality control issues um naturally and we had a conversation that I just totally glossed over while we were having it. Um, and you were talking about going to John Dellis to ask for a raise. Yes. To ask for a $1 more raise. Yes. <laughs> In college, mm-hmm. at a bar, yeah. to which yeah. you're making slightly over minimum wage. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think it was my idea. Somebody encouraged me. I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. To what would amounted to approximately eight dollars a week. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, that's great. Were you working the door <laughs> at that point, at least? Yeah, I was working the door. I didn't get the race. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I should get a little bit more, you know? I've been here for a while. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Hmm. I think friggin', you know, what I think about it, I think Klaus might even put me up to you. <laughs> go ask for that raise, which he <laughs> basically played a crucial role in. Right, sabotaging you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was one. Maybe that was part of the grand sabotage. It was one elaborate subterfuge. Yeah. Let's have you go up there and embarrass yourself, yeah. man. You can do it, man. Come on. You deserve it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't really care about the money that much, you know? Right. I mean, it was nice, but I was just happy to have a job at a bar. That's how I looked at it. Uh, and I was talking to Roscoe about that the other day. Whereas whatever I was making on a given shift, I would actually double that number because it was not only what I was making, it was what I wasn't spending. Yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. That's why That's why I used to not mind working like Wednesday nights and stuff. I was like, I'd be out on Wednesday night anyway. Right. You know, right? I worked. Well, I mean, eventually, I think I didn't work Wednesday nights, and because Brian and I, that was our last year there. But like on, like I'd work, I'd make sure to work. You know, those I worked a few nights a week, but it was always making sure I worked two of the prime nights because if I was, if I wasn't working, I'd be drinking. You know. See, I worked Wednesday and Sunday. Yeah. For two years. So those were great nights to work because a ton of people came out. Now, the flip side of that was almost everybody else worked Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Yeah. Or Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays because all the experienced uh, and older bartenders, at least at Fagan's, would, would get Wednesdays and Sundays. Yeah. So, like... You know, Reardon was a bartender. Peters was a was a runner. Uh, Chris Laughlin worked over at Lucy's. Soap was a door guy, um, and then he was a runner. Like they weren't getting the good, solid shifts. Yeah, they were getting the the friggin' low man shifts. Yeah. So, in addition to not being out on a Wednesday or a Sunday, I'd go out on nights those guys were working. Yeah, but that also helped you out though, absolutely right? that's what i mean yeah, yeah yeah yeah. it's like money in my pocket yeah exactly so um unfortunately these days i don't know anybody that works at as a bartender and i don't go out wednesdays and sundays so yeah uh, i just don't even go out man <laughs> i mean i went out for literally one beer last saturday night you know like at 10 o'clock at night I was like, I'm literally, I'm here for. Uh, I told the guys, I was, I was like, I'm literally here for one beer. You know, <laughs> ended up having a shot though because, you know, one of the guys bought shot. I was like, come on, dude, really don't need shots. You know, I was like, here for one beer. I really don't need a freaking shot of whiskey. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. I'm so discouraged from having any sort of good time if I gotta get behind the wheel of a car anymore you know you know i've just been so busy 
in multiple arenas that I can't afford to like waste a Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I just don't have. I mean, but the other side of it, how many people you really have to hang out with? Well, I'd love to go and and have a half a dozen vodka grapefruits and watch a baseball game or the Monday night football game with Roscoe or something, you know? Oh, well, you got Roscoe there now. But if without Roscoe, what the hell would you be doing anyway, you know? Yeah, none, nothing. Exactly. I mean, that's middle-aged life when you're single. Yeah. It's fucking lame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. year um, that year that um, that I was here, the summer especially the summer yeah. that I was here was a was a cold and lonely summer. It was a cruel summer. It was a cruel summer. I had no money, I had no prospects. Yeah, yeah, nothing's worse than that. When you're like unemployed, but you have all this free time but nothing to do because you can't afford to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've been there before. That was the summer that I rented the room to the um to the chick. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, wanted yeah. so desperately to be friends with her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and to the point where, like, I'd be like, "Hey, she dated. Uh, she had a girlfriend," and I'm like, "Hey, you yeah. know, you can always invite Christina over. You know, don't whatever you guys want. You want to use the grill? That's no problem. You know, make yourself a com- make yourself at home, whatever." And then Christina had a cousin that they brought over once or twice, and I was like, "Yes, I have yeah. friends." <laughs> but not really. But not really. I did. Yeah. I did watch um, the fireworks, Fourth of July fireworks with with her, uh, which was nice. That was probably the pinnacle of our relationship. Yeah. But that was it. It was fleeting. Yep. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do, lesbians? <laughs> <laughs> Can't live with them. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, that basically, that's it, man. It's been kind of a quiet week. I haven't had, uh, I haven't had much going on because, in addition to having real no social social outlet, I've just been super busy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I know, man. I know. I mean, that's the other side too. It's like. Most days when I get home from work, I'm not really interested in doing anything anyway. You know? Yeah. It's like it's just friggin' having the daily grind of life just friggin'. I, kn- I, I know I'm like, well, if I go do something, I'm going to be miserable in the morning, you know? That whole idea. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. That, look, that's the whole point of, you know, not being able to waste a Saturday. That I've got something going on all the time and i'd love to just kick back and you know let yeah. loose a little bit i've been trying to start a fire in my fire pit for like three or four weeks now <laughs> and i'm like oh i can't i can't even get it done well i mean that's what sucks there's just little projects i gotta do like that i want to do uh-huh. but like this weekend i was like good the weather's gonna be nicer <coughs> i was like nothing no no football games to go to, nothing, you know? And then, of course, that Mexican hurricane, you know, <laughs> Hurricane Patricia, we got the after effects of that all weekend, and it just, you know, it was pouring non 
nonstop, like storming <laughs> all weekend. I thought I thought you were being a, a tad racist by referring to Hurricane Joaquin as the Mexican hurricane. <laughs> hurricane Joaquin? No, no. <laughs> the, the the hurricane that went through Mexico. Yes. yes. yes okay, yes. I got gotcha. you. Yes. I got gotcha. you. Because it it wasn't a hurricane anymore once it got out of Mexico. Right. Right. Because it got broken up by the mountains, but it it unloaded shitloads of rain here, man. Right. You know, and then they had this, oh, man, it was so annoying. Well, I guess it depends who you ask. The people in California would would um, consider it an American hurricane once it, got that, once it got out of Mexico. But the people from Texas would want to build a wall and prevent that hurricane yeah. from even coming in. Well, I guess since California is mostly Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a load of people in California that don't consider them Americans. It's just that they're such a minority now. Right, right. <laughs> they really are. Uh, um, yeah, so you got a busted up weekend. Yeah. All right, this is what I can talk about. You know about the friggin' thing known as Amber Alerts? Yes. Which are, can I tell you, and I know this is politically incorrect, but they are the stupidest fucking things in the world. Okay. Now, a a little history on Amber Alerts. I'm going to say Amber was from New Jersey. See, that's what I thought, but I... I thought it said something about being from the Dallas area in a story I saw the other day. Let's see. Let's see. Amber Alert. Which I was, which I was surprised by. Um, Amber Alert. Was named after Amber Hagerman, a nine-year-old. Yeah, Arlington, Texas. Oh, Arlington. You know who I'm thinking of? Megan's Law. Yeah, 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 yeah. Megan's law. What, what's Megan's law about? I mean, I know it's about kidnapped children or whatever. Um, Just like the Amber Alert. Megan's law was in response to the murder of Megan Conka. Um, Is that a registration thing or something? It's an amendment which, I guess, sexual offenders used to merely have to register with local law enforcement after Megan's death community notification was required yeah 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 and Megan Conka was from Hamilton Township in New Jersey okay so I'm sorry so go ahead you hate okay um you well, hate it's all kinds of tornado warnings this weekend so the the television broadcast kept getting interrupted by all that shit you know between the weather and then there was an amber alert now a few weeks ago there was an amber alert and nothing ever came of it and most of the times when there's an amber alert which i believe it is and if you go look for there's not too many scientific studies about amber alerts you know okay but from what i was able to find you know uh boston globe did a story on years ago talking about you know, uh, people that have tried to look into it, mostly it's theater, you know, and most of the times when this happens, it involves, um, you know, like a father or custody dispute. Yes. You know? Okay. You know, which is like the Amber Alert is named after a case where it was a girl that was 
picked up by a friggin' murderous kidnapper, you know? But that is like the, just in general, that kidnappings are way far rarer today than they were even 40 years ago. The odds of your kid getting kidnapped by some nut, you know, is, is very low to begin with. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so let me just begin with that. It's terrible when it happens, but it really doesn't happen all that much. And like even the Boston Globe story, because I because I knew it was confirming what I what I had that what I felt about this stuff is uh, people have study show usually it involves uh, family disputes, whatever, blah blah blah. And in situations where it does involve like a crazy murder or something, usually it's too late to do anything about it because usually by the time somebody that's committed to like murder a kid or something. It's just a psycho that's going to do it. He's not going to run around with the kid for the four or five hours right? or whatever it would take for law enforcement to catch him, you know? Yes. So this was the story with this Amber Alert up in the town of Ruston, Louisiana and Lincoln Parish, which is North Louisiana, redneck Bible Belt country, at least four hours drive from New Orleans. All right. There, uh, there was a mother who, for whatever reason, was at some motel in Ruston with her eight-year-old in the back of, in the in the back of her car sleeping, and she went there around seven thirty in the morning or something. Who knows what time she got there? But she was there at this time, and she was hanging out in a motel room and left her kids sleeping in the back of the car. And then somebody, some other woman, stole the car and drove off with it. You know while the kid was sleeping in the back. So they send out this Amber Alert that this kid has been abducted. And because it's in the state of Louisiana, we all need to know about it. Like, okay, it's four fucking hours away for one. You know, what are the odds they're down here? You know? Right. And the other, the idea that like, um, the idea that like they're, you know, police agencies and all this are basically deputizing every citizen in the state. Oh, if you're on the streets today, be looking for a black mountaineer with this uh, license plate number. You know, <laughs> like, because they tell you what car it is. And they tell you the license plate number. I'm like, what happened to police agencies doing this work? You know, I don't notice license plate numbers or car bottles when I'm driving around town. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I'm supposed to start looking for one. Right. You know, like, how stupid is that? I was like, and then the worst part is. And I was bitching about it. It was pissing me off. Worst part was, uh, during the Saints game, every, like, 20 minutes during the game, they kept interrupting the game. You know, they, they'd mute the game, and then they'd do one of those emergency broadcast reports. You know, like, you remember how the emergency broadcast thing comes in? Me, yeah, me. Yes. And they come like, shh. They're like, an Amber Alert has been issued. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like... What the fuck do they think I'm going to do? I'm sitting at home watching the game. <laughs> Anybody here who's sitting watching the game, oh, I better get up and start driving around the state and see if I can find that car. <laughs> you know how ineffective it's like, and you know it's probably just, so now like these friggin' dysfunctional families have disputes and everybody has to know about them because of Amber Alerts. Right, you know? right, right. So, uh, so it just kept happening during the fucking saints game <laughs> it's like and shit was pissing me off as it was because reception was getting a little messed up because the weather was so crappy you know yeah. and then on top 
you know, that thing kept coming up every 20 minutes or something. And all these people that buy into it are like, oh, but it's a child. It's like, so what? It's a useless system. <laughs> you know what? The kid was found one probably 20 minutes away around nine something that night. They canceled it. You know, it was like, and the thing is, they won't tell you the circumstances of how the kid was found or who the kid was with. Because if they tell you the circumstances, they'll just point out how stupid the system is. Right. <clears throat> you know? And I think my brother is on to something. I mean, he's crazy conspiracy theorist like or whatever. Or he has all these theories about the way stuff works. But I don't dispute this in terms of the fact that it isn't about raise, about friggin' rescuing kids. It's about making you used to having the government interrupt your life, every aspect of your life for shit. You know, because what point is it telling a guy four hours away that a kid is missing? There might be a kid missing in Biloxi, Mississippi, which is a hell of a lot closer to Ruston, but we're probably not getting those reports because they're in Mississippi. So what is the point of the system other than that? You know, it's just all theater. It's like when you go to an airport. What do you think the TSA does? Are they really making you any safer? No, but it but it makes us feel like we are. Well, I, that that's funny that you say that because that's really all that legislation is all about is is just it's feel good. That's why they attach kids yes. names to it. And and of course. You know, just, listen, if I had a kid who was abducted, that would be the worst possible thing that could ever happen but if it doesn't happen to you they need a way to attach emotion to those people who don't have any connection to it and by putting a little kid's name on it automatically creates that uh, that well you know why also connection because politicians politicians are such pussies you know and they're so afraid of being uh, told that they don't care about children or something that they vote for this stuff that they know is wrong just because they'll say, you don't care about children. You voted against friggin' uh, Amber Alerts, you know? Well, that's really funny because the, um, uh, the Sports Farm Foundation, the, the thing I volunteer for, yeah, we had funding cut from our program because they were not they were no longer funding programs that benefited at-risk high school students they were switching all their attention to programs that focused on unemployed high school dropouts or adults why because the employment rate or the unemployment rate is a quantifiable number. And you can go to your constituents, especially if you're in these d- downtrodden areas, and say, yeah. I voted for a bill that put money into jobs, which, to be yeah. honest, is a waste. Invest in yep. the kid who still has a chance to go to college. Out of that yep. jobs program... I'm gonna I'm gonna say maybe one out of every hundred of those people who pass through the jobs program is going to advance to something greater uh, than some government funded jobs programs are the biggest waste of money in the world. Some menial, low paying, <laughs> you know, dead end job. Yeah, they really are because if somebody really wanted a job, they would just go and get one themselves. Right. Because there are plenty. 
you know, no matter how bad the economy is, there's always help wanted ads in the paper. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, so you're gonna, you, it's just, it's just another friggin' BS program to funnel money to somebody. You know, the, it, it, but but they say, oh, he didn't care about jobs if you didn't put your money into it. You know. Yeah. But um, I don't. This the whole thing with like all these stupid laws that pass in the name of children, and people know they're useless and they know they're pointless. But people are gonna run against you like you don't care about children, you know, and that's why we have the damn Amber Alert and why I'm getting why the whole state needs to know while they're watching the Saints game that uh, that there's some kind of fucked up family where the mother is probably at some motel friggin' to get drugs or something and some other drug addict hopped in her car and drove off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, they never told you what the circumstances of a kid being found. Or the next day, on Monday morning, the news came out, oh, they arrested the girl they were looking for. They didn't tell you anything else. You know why? Because they know that all everybody would be like, really? This is what all this bullshit was about? You know, you know I, I don't buy into any real conspiracy theory. Although your brother's theory is not a conspiracy theory. It, it, it's just more of a, a yeah. of another angle yeah, of I mean, a problem. It's, it's like his view on government. I mean, and it's and I and I don't doubt it because they are always trying to track everything we do. I mean, that's on record. Well, I do buy into <laughs> the fact or or the position that they're trying they're trying to beat us down. They're trying to desensitize us. Yeah, I mean, and kids that are younger than us, they're all used to having all their shit tracked, right? And they want everything tracked. You know, they want everything shared. They want it to be, I mean, that's why Bernie Sanders is popular. People like the idea of collectivist societies, you know, right. which I don't know, always fail. But for some reason, all these people think it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> but the government's trying to get you used to that, you know? Well, I mean, I think that's that's just the thing. And, and for some reason, it's the... Uh, it's human nature. We, we want to be a collective society, you know, when we're young and have not had, you know, practical impediments pushed upon yeah, us. Well, I don't know if they're ever going to have impediments put on them, man. It's ridiculous, you know. But as you get older and as you, you know, as there's not a career for blogger, you know, or there's, yeah. <clears throat> or there's not a career for independent music producer – you know, for every kid who wants to do that thing, they're going to have to, you know, whatever, get a job in. You know whose fault all this is, really? Uh, Obama? Well, I guess kind of like Obama, technically. It's baby boomers. You okay. Know? All right. Baby boomers were whiny brats, so they raise their kids like whiny brats, you know? Yeah. Hey, you know what's <laughs> funny is that... Um, is that I, I talk to my mom about this sometimes, about, you know, kind of the state of affairs, because things, um, th the way things are tend to confound her a little bit in terms of, like, you know, not grasping the state of affairs of, of society or whatnot. And, yeah. and I'm like, Mom, but if you think about it, like, your generation 
turned everything on its head. Everybody yeah. who preceded you, so your parents, their parents, the parents before them, and then go back to, you know, where they immigrated to the States. Yes. Had a very little degree of change from their previous experience. Maybe they went from outdoor plumbing to indoor plumbing, but, you know, the husband still ruled the house and the wife was the caretaker. And yeah. maybe they got electricity, but this was still the family dynamic. Maybe they got whatever, you know, the, the incremental increases, but the family dynamic was relatively the same. Then baby boomers came along and were almost a 180 from their parents. Yeah. You know, fought with their parents, burning draft cards, the whole deal, right? But you know who that who was doing all that though mostly. Those were all upper <laughs> Those were those weren't the working class people. No, 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 absolutely. You're absolutely right. <laughs> those were people that could afford to do that shit. Kids who were in college and shit. Not people who were working. But you know? here's the problem now is that those folks People who are parents' age or baby boomers are a lot closer to being like their parents at that age. There's a, like a regression to the to the middle. Yeah. So they're like, wait a minute, I'm a lot like, I'm a lot like my parents. Why can't yeah. you and the subsequent generations be a lot more like I was? Or yeah. you know, and there's just this huge divide. In terms of, like, the, the social development. Got all turned upside down. Yeah. I mean, also, just the way stuff is. Like, you know, no one, no one, every kid's supposed to be above average now. You know? Like, the whole idea, like, that everybody's taught that they're just as good as the next person. This isn't friggin' Lake Wobegon. Everybody's not above average. Right. You know? Right. It's, uh, now it's, like, when I was little, some people were smarter than other people. Now you can't say that. No, he's got ADD. He's it's not that he's not as smart. He's got a he's 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 just he's just not able to pay attention. When I was low paying attention was like one of the aspects that made you smart was oh, he's got a good attention span. Now it's an illness. Right. You know, I don't get it. I don't see the difference between the BS where people who are in law school with me get to sit there and take drugs so they can keep up with us. As opposed to Ben Johnson getting thrown out of the Olympics because he took steroids so he could keep up with Carl Lewis, <laughs> I don't see the difference. When I was when I was in uh, elementary school, uh, they had an enrichment program. Yeah, yeah, we had an enrichment program. Yeah. They um, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders were in enrichment. Yeah. When I was in second grade. I don't know. We took some test, like the California Achievement Test, or yeah, yeah something yeah. along we those took lines. Test, yes. Um, there were three of us. We all happened to be in the same class, and I happened to be friends with uh, best friends with with one of them, and and friendly with the other kid. Um, we scored so high on this test, whatever it was, that they started putting second graders in the enrichment program. Yeah, and. Second, third, second and third grade, we were the only t three kids in the enrichment program. But when it came time to go to enrichment, they were like, uh, hey, it's 1.30. Matt, Devin, James, um, go to enrichment. You're going to be late. 
my nephew is right around that same age. He's in second grade, and they, they yeah. tabbed him and put him yeah, in the enrichment as, program. As gifted, yes. But they don't tell him or the kids in his class where that he's going to the enrichment program. They say he has special library time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As not to upset the apple cart and to, um, you know, and to, um, you know, alienate his other classmates or whatnot. Now, at that age, like, I don't know what they're doing. I, I didn't do jack shit. We maybe, yeah, we did a little, we did some cool things like photography and, um, I don't know, we read. Yeah, it was always kind of when we did. It was always different activities. We read the the what's it called the the something of Nim. What's that book? Ah, uh, the secret of secret Nim? of Nim, which I guess was yeah. an advanced book or whatever. But like my mom used to say all the time, people would say, "Oh, he's gifted." Now this is kind of <laughs> fucked up because she'd say this in front of me. <laughs> yeah, 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 and you know they'd be like, "Oh, Matthew's in the gifted program," and she's and my mom would always say. He's not gifted. Mozart was gifted. <laughs> <laughs> That's what your mom would say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mozart is gifted. He's just Matthew. But to her point, it, it's true. Like gifted yeah. means, you know, above and beyond expectations, prodigy level. That's it was kind of I remember point. I took the uh when I what I was like in maybe sixth or seventh grade and I went and took the ACT. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, know, yeah. 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 And it was. I had a cold. I didn't do well on it because I was sick the day I went to take it, and I was freaking like eleven or twelve. Right. <laughs> on top of it, you know. But I was. I remember I was at the high school I eventually went to, and I was sneezing. It was miserable. My mom was like, "You want to go take it again? You can take it again because you were sick." I was like, "No. <laughs> like, that's all right." <laughs> Uh, taking this friggin' test that kids four years older than me normally take, you know, right? See if they can get into college. I mean, I mean, enter high school yet? Right. Uh, but yeah, but that's the crap you got to do when you're classified as smarter than the other kids. Exactly. But now kids can't be told that. No, though, exactly. You know? That's yeah, that's so true. And yeah. um, the he's at the age where. Like, he's starting to play competitive sports. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it's a little it's it's a little bit of a dichotomy in the sense that at eight years old, like, how competitive can you really be? Like, your skill set is diminished. Yeah. But at the same time, it's nice that there is some competition, that they keep score, that there yep. is a winner, there is a loser, there's a first place yeah. and there's a last place, you know? And boy, and you know what? I I don't think it's sexist to say this. It's just when I was a kid, you know, I played sports and I always wanted to win. And then, like, um, at one point, like, when I was, like, in high school, me and uh, my buddy Colin – uh, and I think another friend of ours, we coached like a, um, like a seven and eights t-ball team, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boys team and kids out there want to play. And then like the next year, one of our buddies, his, his younger sister was playing softball. So we went and coached them and it was so frustrating cause they really didn't care. You know, like you'd be like, run, 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 you know? Right. 
like tell them to run the bases or whatever, but for the most part, the girls just didn't care, you know? And I don't think it's ridiculous to say eight-year-old boys and eight-year-old girls have different ideas of what they're into, you know? Yeah. And it, but, but you'll get, you'll get friggin' crucified if you say that, you know? Right. It's crazy. Although like, it's like, I don't know. We, we are different regardless of what you think. Men and women are different, you know? It's like, I don't know. There's, I remember thinking at the time, I was like, girls don't have the same, these girls, they don't have the same killer instinct as boys, you know? Like, boys want to win. Yeah. You know? I don't know. But I don't know what to think. I mean, yes. And, uh, I don't know. I, and I think they want to force all this shit on us, regardless, you know? Just like we're supposed to accept that uh, Gino Ariema is the same thing as John Wooden, even though he's coaching a sport where... There's only 20 really good teams, you know? Right, right. <laughs> because the right, it's not as bad as it used to be, but the interest, the same level of interest isn't there. And it's not because they're not allowed to participate. It's just because there are differences in the sexes. Ugh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, dude. You know? But I don't know. And then... Back to the Amber Alert. Politicians pass all the stupid shit. And you know what it reminded me of? And I found the clip the other day on YouTube because I was thinking about it. It was one of my favorite. I used to love the kids in the hall when I was in high school. Okay. And they had this episode where, you know, how they would run like these little running things throughout the whole episode, you know? And they keep coming back yeah. to it, you know? These little friggin' certain little things. And one episode, it was the politician, you know? And uh, who was it? It might have been Kevin McKinney that might have been the politician. You know, and he's, uh, and so at this point, they're showing him, he's like at a, he's at like a county fair or something where any politician would be politicking, you know? Judging the jam contest, the jelly contest, you know? Uh, <laughs> and... And they're like, which which one do you choose? You know, he's like, this one. You know, he's like, and then all of a sudden you hear the gasp of the crowd. Huh? No. And then and they're like, you chose the child molester. <laughs> and they clear back and it's one of the friggin' kids in the hall guys. He's in handcuffs, like in his, uh, like in prison wardrobe. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and that's why politicians are such assholes and will pass shit just because they're guilted into it because every politician fears that somehow they're going to be labeled the friend of the child yeah. molester. Like this guy, like he has no clue whose jelly he got. he's freaking, but he happens to choose the child molester's jelly so He's obviously a fan of child <laughs> molesters. <laughs> oh, it's so true, man. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just friggin' horrible. No one... Uh, all right, enough of my old man rambling Jeremy ads, you know? <laughs> it's so funny, man, because um, my grandfather, who I was re really close with, um, he he wasn't curmudgeonly. You know, he was... Yeah. He was, you know, he was like... Um, he was active in the community, and he was a cop, and 
you know, he he would go off on a tangent every once in a while. Um, but yeah, you know, for the most part, I mean, whatever. He was a World War Two. He was the Greatest Generation. You know, there was there's they were old. They they some of them grew up with you know Depression era influence. So like times had changed yeah. from that time to the eighties. You know, when he was an older guy. Um, but the only thing that would really, really um, get him going, really grind his gears, were uh, or NBA pregames. <laughs> <laughs> he would just rail on NBA pregames. He just couldn't stand them. What was his problem, NBA? The music and the light show and the hype. Oh, like when they, like like the old Bulls thing, you know? Yes. He could not stand that. And every once in a while, I'll catch myself getting a little heated about a topic that's on par with NBA pregame. And I catch myself in a giggle because that is, that's the definition of... of, uh, you know, curmudgeonly jury. What do you call them? Juryads? A juryad. Yes. J e r e m i a d. True. Um. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um. You got anything else? Uh. <sighs> they had the bullshit about not eating sausage and bacon, but that's all bullshit. <laughs> but I don't have much else. <laughs> It really is. They're going to rank it on the same par as cigarettes, which if you smoke a cigarette, gives you a 2,500%. If you're a cigarette smoker, you have a 2,500% better chance of developing friggin' lung cancer. All right. In your life, just being a human, any human basically has a 5% chance of getting colorectal cancer. But if you eat pork, they're saying you have an 18% chance of getting it. It increases it by 18% chance. Now, they're, they're saying it's the same level of cigarettes. Do you, you realize this? I didn't. Well, I, I knew. I heard that they had tabbed it as carcinogenic. Pork and yes, but they but they labeled in the same class as cigarettes, which cigarettes twenty five hundred percent chance, increased chance of getting lung cancer, pork increased chance eighteen percent from having a five percent chance anyway, which effectively works out to having a percent more chance of getting it if you eat pork. It basically means it goes up from five percent to six percent. Your chance. Of oh, I see. It. Totally. I got you. I got you. Okay. You don't you know? go to an 18%. So, you increase it by 18%. Yes. Which leads me to just say it's all a bunch of bullshit. And it's another aspect where they want to control your lives. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, I don't have any problem with with people and research and the medical profession pointing this stuff out because to be honest it makes total sense because everything is uh is genetically altered everything is pumped with steroids everything is pumped with antibiotics like the the meat we're eating isn't the same meat that the caveman was eating 
Yeah, but I don't even think they're talking the, well, about that. that. They're talking about just the meat in general, even if it's organic. They're just talking about that meat, you know? Because they got countries where they eat this meat that doesn't, you know, where it's not the right. same, you know? I mean, I don't know. I think it's just, uh, I don't know. It's crazy. Everything will give you cancer. Well, eventually. okay, that's the thing. That's the thing. Unless you're gonna, unless you're actually gonna make a concerted effort to eliminate processed food, sugar, you know, and then eat organic, natural things in moderation. Well, then what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is, I think its only real effect is, is if you're friggin' eat so much. Yes. If you're a pig that starts eating sausage around the clock, well, yeah, of course that's going to be bad for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I picture a guy walking around with a sausage belt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even, like, who would right. do that, you know? I mean, people do do that. You see these morbidly obese people. But, I mean, that's just common sense. Right. You know? So, uh, I don't on know, that man. note. I'm just done with it all. What do you do, man? Do you check out? You go off the grid? You and your, you and your sausage no. belt? Yeah. I mean, it's just... It just blows me away. The only way it would be a good thing with the WHO and us, if it was just, to, just out there to troll all the hipsters who somehow took bacon from me. <laughs> On that note... You know, they ruin everything. All right. I don't think you can get better than that. I think, as much as yeah. I'd love to explore that, I think that that's just a high note. Leave Monica Stanza. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, with apologies to Girk. Oh, there's the buzzer. With apologies to Girk's brother. We'll see you guys. The buzzer. The mysterious we'll see buzzer. see you guys. Mysterious buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up. Oh, there's a buzzer. It means nothing to me, but there it is. Oh, it means it must be time for something. <laughs> oh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Good night, Fredo. <laughs> <laughs>